Hello family, you are tuned into Divine Discourse with Pastor David Spencer and I am excited, humbled really, that you have chosen to spend this time with me. Let the discourse begin. First Samuel 16, verses 10 through 12, and I'm going to be reading from the New International Version. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all of the sons you have? And then Jesse remembered. How do you forget you had a son? But he remembers there is still the youngest. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with help and he had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. For a topic on today, I would like to speak from it's my turn. It's my turn. God, we ask God that you continue to move the way you want to move, God. Decrease me, God. You increase, God. You say what you want to say, God. Have your way in this place, God. Do and move how you want to move, God. And we ask God that you continue to get the glory out of everything we say and do on today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's my turn. Last week we started a series um, entitled Lessons Learned on the Playground. Um, And just as a reminder, as children, we learn how to take an initiative, we make decisions, and we solve problems on the playground. While playing, we're not just playing. Children develop their social and communication skills as they work together, negotiate, and learn how to compromise. These skills serve us throughout our entire life. And last week in part one, we discussed how God will use the few to bless the many. I've seen a few posts on Facebook. God will use the few to bless the many. But To get there, you must rely on this skill that you developed on the playground. You have to know how to pick the right team if you want to find success. And if you have the right team, you can get the job done and find victory. Gideon, with the help of God, got the right people on his side, and the right team ultimately helped him find victory. Now today in part two, I want to highlight another critical skill that we learned on the playground. Listen, we learn how to wait in line. There are a lot of things to do on the playground. There are, there's a merry-go-round, there's a seesaw, um, there's always a few swing sets, and my favorite is the slide. One thing about the playground equipment that this part I don't understand and it holds true today that for the most part only one or two people can participate on the equipment. And so you have to learn how to get in line and wait for your turn. There can be anywhere from 50 to 100 kids out there 
at recess, but there are only a few seats to ride. There are usually more children than there is opportunity. And the only way that this scenario can work out is if you learn to wait your turn. Now, if we are being honest, sometimes waiting for our turn isn't easy. You have to get in line not knowing how long you will have to stand there. Sometimes it's hot, so waiting can begin to get uncomfortable. There can be a little bit of shoving and pushing as everybody gets a little bit restless waiting for their turn. Now get this, some kids have the audacity to skip the line, further delaying your moment. And while you're standing there patiently waiting for your turn, you have to watch other people enjoy the thing that you came there to do. Waiting for your turn can be hard, but if you learn to wait, God will blow your mind on the other side. Now this brings me to my text, and we're moving. Samuel is from Israel's HR department. There is a new, old, new job opening up, and Israel is accepting applications for a new king. Saul is on the way out the door, and they need to hire his replacement. And Samuel is now the chairman of the search committee. He has been appointed to find Israel a suitable replacement. But we learn Samuel is the same prophet that anointed Saul to be king. You see, he helped pick Saul. He helped look for Saul. And he liked Saul so much that when Saul lost the job, Samuel began to cry. And as a result of all of this, you see, Saul, Samuel has developed some bias. Samuel liked Saul because Saul looked like he could handle the job. Saul looked, he looked the part. He looked, he looked stately and he looked like the type of man that traditionally get those type of jobs. And so now Samuel is at Jesse's house. Instead of doing what God told him to do, he is looking for something familiar. He is looking for something that he's seen before. He is looking for something that looks like Saul. And so now he tells the boys to get in line. And the first person he sees is son number one. And he thinks, surely this is the one that we are supposed to hire. And even though Samuel is performing the search, going through all of the resumes, setting up the interviews and asking all of the questions, we find out who is really in control and who is in charge. God exercises his executive privilege, and he tells Samuel, do not consider appearance. Do not look at their height. Do not look at what they are wearing. Do, do not concern yourself with where they live. Do not look at their job experience. Where did they go to school? Do not look at the texture of their hair. And you better not look at the color of their skin. And in this moment, God goes on record. And he declares to the world how he feels about discrimination. People look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. 
And in this moment, we see that Samuel has some authority, but he is not the ultimate authority. Samuel has some power, but he is not all powerful. Samuel had a hand in the process. He had a hand in the policies and the procedures. But the decision is God. And we find out that God has the final say. And so now these boys, they are waiting in line. And Samuel has to update what he is looking for. He has to update his, his rubric, update the qualifications and the search criteria before resuming these boys that have assembled and got in line. Son number two, he passes before him. He looks the part. He's a well-dressed guy. But guess what? He is not the one number three comes up he's very articulate he knows how to speak he's good at public speaking he's a communicator but guess what the oil did not flow he is not the one number four comes number five comes they look the part they look like they're ready to go do war they look like they're ready to go to battle but God says this is not the one that I have chosen for this assignment number six and number seven they come They've been to school. They have some education. They're smart. They have some understanding, have some good training. But God said, these are not the ones that I have called for this season. Now Samuel, he looks over at Jesse and he says, surely you have another applicant. You, you must have another son. Why? Because God has already told me that the one we are looking for, the one that we need our next king is here. And none of these boys that's in line is the one. And Jesse remembers David was left in the field to attend to the sheep. I mean, how do you forget that you had another son? Samuel tells them to bring David here and we will not sit down. We will not move on. We will not stop our search until David gets here. Now, David, he's mentioned in the Bible some 1,127 times. 54 chapters are dedicated to his life, not including some 968 verses that he's accredited, accredited to writing in Psalms. David is one of the most polarizing characters in the Bible who went on to do some amazing things. You know the story. He killed some lions. He killed some bears. He slayed a giant named Goliath. He was a skilled musician. I love music. And he was a powerful general all before becoming a great king. But when we are first introduced to David, we find out that he almost missed his turn. And not because he wasn't qualified, not because he wasn't ready. David almost missed his turn because it was his own brothers and his own family that counted him out. Now, David, he arrives on the scene before David enters the room. Understand, God has already been in the room working that thing out. Listen, before you put in your application, before you go get dressed and go to the interview, before you were formed in your mother's belly, God had a plan for your life. God has already made a way, and all you have to do is make the decision to go in the room. Why? Because God is already in there working that thing out. Listen, God has a plan for your life. Every trial is designed to push you closer to your destiny. God placed these moments in your life not for your detriment, 
but they were sent there to shape you and build your character. And listen, it tells us in Romans, if you love God and are called according to his purpose, all of these things will work together for your good. Listen, the conclusion is God's. How the story ends is God. God is already in the room moving and working on your behalf. And now we're at verse 12 and God tells Samuel when David comes in to rise and anoint him because now it's his turn. This is the one that you have sent that you were sent here to find. Listen, when people count you out, sometimes you have to take a moment and look in the mirror and encourage yourself and say, it's my turn. When it seems like everyone counted you out, tell them, say, hey, it is my turn. When you're in line and the wait seems long, remember God has not forgotten about you. You are next in line. Why? Because it's your turn. When other people begin to skip the line, stay right there. Your blessing is on the way. Listen, you may get pushed and pulled. You may get pulled and pushed sometimes. You may get shoved a little. You may get a little sweaty. You may get a little bit dirty. But hold on a little while longer because it's your turn and your blessing is on the way. When it seems like the world is against you, stand and remember that God has your back. Stay right there. Why? Because it's my turn. It doesn't matter who forgets to call your name. As long as God remembers, God made you the head and not the tail. He placed you above and not beneath. You you were sent to be the lender and not the borrower. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of God. I already told you it's my ordination Sunday. And I've been waiting in line, but it's my turn today. It's my turn today. God did his best work when he created you. You are the salt of the earth. You wasn't sent there for the environment to change you. You were sent there to change the environment. You're anointed and different. You are set apart and chosen. And listen, you may have to wait. You may have to wait. You may have to cry sometimes while you're waiting. It may get frustrating while you're waiting. But while you are waiting, and it looks like everybody is moving ahead of you, God's got you. You're right where God wants you to be. Listen, stay right there. You got to learn to pray while you wait. You got to learn to, 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 to learn, learn something. Pick up a book. Read a book while you wait. And while you're waiting, open up your mouth and begin to give God a praise. All while you are waiting. Listen, I said it last Sunday. Don't get weary in your well-doing. Because after all of that waiting, you're going to look up. And you're going to be next in line. It's my turn and it's my turn now. I'm going to get everything that God promised me. And David said it best. You anointed my head with oil. And surely my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy 
mercy and goodness it's going to follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever listen it doesn't matter what the enemy says devil get thee behind me you can't stop me I was chosen for this you can't stop me I'm anointed for this you can't stop me I am built for this why because it's my turn now do you believe that on this morning do you believe that it's your turn do you believe that it's your turn everything that you've been waiting for don't get weary in your well-doing don't faint because your blessing is on the way and all you got to do is remember that lesson that you learned in the playground if I get in line if I get in line and wait patiently it doesn't matter who skips it doesn't matter who jumps the line it doesn't matter how long it takes if I get in line my turn is on the way amen amen hey family thank you for tuning in to divine discourse with pastor david spencer i hope it was time well spent and that something was said that touched your life until we meet again i speak blessings over you your family and everyone connected to you be blessed I'm